When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Happy Class. This is a special bonus series of the Live Free Creative podcast, where I, Miranda Anderson, give you a little bit of an inside scoop into my Master of Applied Positive Psychology program at UPenn. I am going to spend the 2022-2023 school year diving deep into the science of well-being, answering the question, what makes life worth living? And I'm excited to share little bits and pieces along the way with you. So whether you're interested in what's it like being in graduate school as an almost 40-year-old, or if you, like me, are interested in living a little bit better life, I hope that you'll enjoy these quick, thoughtful insights as to the things that I'm learning and what I think about them. Hop into my backpack. Let's head on in to happy class. Hello, hello. Happy class, week 30. We are so close, so close. I turned in a final last week. It's birthday week over here, so I had my son's birthday yesterday. I have my husband's birthday tomorrow. I'm recording this earlier in the week, so not actually real time. But what it looks like is finals that I wake up the morning that it's due and think, oh gosh, I've got to write a final today. And then I try to just sit down all day and write it. And it's not the best system, I'll be honest. Writing usually is better when you give it a draft and then come back to it a day later and look it over and kind of fill it in and then come back to it a day later. Like I I like a three-day paper writing process for my best work. And these are my finals, so it probably should be my best work. Also, life has been so crazy. My home life is just busy and you know birthdays make an already busy schedule even busier because then we have all these extra fun things and you want to celebrate just doesn't feel like I've had the space to do it all I was talking to my my coach earlier today just about the need for acceptance in life just finding acceptance for what is happening now even if it's not what I want or the ideal because it's reality and the peace and ease that I seek come from acceptance not from adding more work or more strategy or anything else so right now this week I've turned in one final I have three more the day that I'm recording this it's two in the afternoon right this moment and I have a paper due tonight at midnight And that's as soon as I turn off the recording, that's what I'm going to be doing. Sitting in a co-working space, staring at Word, (laughs) the blinking cursor on Word, until I can get some thoughts pulled together. This final sort of interesting. This is for my positive psychology and the individuals. I think that the professor wanted it to feel easier. And so there's very loose guidelines. Basically, the prompt is to write a paper about how this class impacts our final project, our, our thesis. And 
sort of take it any direction you want, which in general is so great. And I'm realizing that when I'm sort of under the wire as far as timeline, I much prefer to have the recipe. Like just tell me the prescription of what exactly you want and let me do that rather than having to dig deep for some creativity or some innovation or come up with my own sort of structure. That all feels a little bit more difficult right now, even though ironically, I think the intention was to create an an easier assignment where we have a little bit more leeway to make it personal at this exact moment, you know, 10 hours before it's due, it feels like a bigger challenge to have that freedom. I think what I'm going to do, this is just real-time processing here, I think what I'm going to do is dig into some of the work of Barry Schwartz, which I love around choices, like making decisions and becoming a really good decision maker. I shared early on in the year about his second order decisions. If I can clearly define a first order decision, then it makes all of the other decisions a little bit easier and a little bit easier. So I'm probably going to start with what do I want the main topic of the paper to be and then refine that a little further. How much of a percentage of like personal anecdotal experience versus research do I want to add? Like I need to create for myself with some first order decisions uh, a guideline almost Rather than just diving into the paper, I'm going to create my own guideline as if I were the professor and then write the paper according to my own instructions. That way, at least I have something to go off of and I'm not just throwing words on the page. This idea of making decisions that help make other decisions easier is one of my favorite pieces of research or kind of general categories of research that I've studied this year. It comes from The Paradox of Choice. That is a book that was written by Barry Schwartz based on a lot of his years of research in psychology and organizational psychology, decision-making, and how to make decisions a little bit easier, how to know what we value, recognizing when our decisions are going to be more difficult because there's too many choices, because there's too much time, because we're being influenced by things outside of our control. In addition to the first order and second order decision process, this sort of idea of having an invisible guideline to help your decisions get easier, Barry Schwartz also talks a lot about the difference between satisficing and maximizing. Satisficing is doing your best and being okay with it, even if it's not as good as you think it should be. And maximizing is exploring every single option ad nauseum to ensure that the choice that you're making is the best available choice. Satisficing is let me, you know, give myself three categories, pick the best of the three and move on. Maximizing is knowing that there are endless options and really going down the rabbit hole of endless, endless writing and revision and choices and on and on and on. We have kind of started using the vocabulary of satisficing and maximizing within my program On Slack, as we're talking to each other, sending text messages, we talk about, gosh, I'm really going to be satisficing on this one. And that means good is going to be good enough. B minus work is what we're aiming for. Just getting it done with the amount of emotional capacity, of time, of understanding that we have at this moment, we're going to use what we have and not spend all of the extra energy searching out more just being okay with where we are right now. And maybe that's not the best final that I will ever write. And it also will get her done. And that's the name of the game today. In the next 10 hours, 
get her done. To be completely transparent, I feel like I'm super burned out and it's really inconvenient to be so burned out at the end of the year where I have two weeks until I graduate and then I have basically six to eight more weeks of intensive research and project to write. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. The combination of going back to school full time and managing my business and running a household and managing unexpected concerns coming up with my kids and health concerns happening with, you know, my family in general. And I mean, even things like everything just feels magnified. Like the the other week, our puppy who's almost two, I guess he'll be two in October, ate an entire box of gum that it was like Mentos gum that was on the counter, I guess. And Otis got it and ate the whole box and then was kind of trembly. And we took him to the emergency vet. It turns out that xylitol, which is this artificial sugar used in gum, is so toxic to dogs. Otis had to spend overnight in the emergency hospital and have his, I don't know if they pumped his stomach or they added like an IV so that, because it can cause liver damage. So he was like being tempered with this medication so that he didn't have liver failure while they're monitoring his vitals. And it was emotional. It was expensive. It was just a lot. And and that's just like one example of one of the many, many, many unexpected things that just pop up in life. And normally, it's really good to operate under capacity so that when those unexpected things happen, you have the flexibility within your schedule, within your finances, within your emotional capabilities to adapt. And I feel like for over a year now, going back to school has been so much time and so much emotional work and so much physical work and and I've been traveling and I was like at or above capacity so every unexpected thing that I hadn't planned and of course you know it's so much of it has happened this year these things that I didn't plan on that I didn't see coming that if I had known I probably would not have begun and again like I'm being very candid I'm I feel overwhelmed right now and I'm at the same time trying to utilize a lot of the research that I have been studying and the things that I know and even like framing out my final and thinking about maximizing versus satisficing and trying to be optimistic and think about what I can control and be solutions focused versus what I can't control. My problem and the solution arise (laughs) somewhat within being in school right now. It's hilarious. At the end of last week's classes where we had our final week of class, I shared my thoughts during our Quaker meeting that this year has been really hard for me. One of the hardest years that I've had thus far in my whole life. And I don't know if going back to school is part of what's been so hard or if it's a good thing I've been in this program learning about positive psychology, learning about emotions, learning about what I can control, remembering to focus on gratitude, remembering to find ways to flourish regardless of circumstance. School has either been one of the causes of the difficulty or one of its major solutions. And the answer is that it's probably both. It's always easier to think about what would have been if things had been different. And I am grateful for the program. I'm also really grateful to be almost done. I don't know what 
the future looks like right now. I'm just trying to get through week by week, final by final, day by day. You know, combine that with the end of the school year generally for kids, which tends to be so busy. I don't know why. And then the spring and the summer and my capstone and figuring out how I'm going to slow things down enough that I can dig in and do the research I want to do and also maintain some sort of rhythm and consistency in my everyday life now that I'm not traveling for classes as often as I was this year. I feel like I'm crossing over a bridge and I'm like at a little wobbly spot right near the end. I'm like so close to the end. Maybe it's like a hanging bridge with ropes and and slats of wood and there's like a few wooden pieces that are missing and so I feel like oh my gosh okay I'm almost to the other side and there's still some difficulty to get through right now not that I assume that once I finish school completely and like my kids are back in school in September I'm like skipping forward like okay I'm graduate next weekend and then I finish my capstone mid-July and then we're hopefully going to take a break Uh, mid-July to mid-August and then my kids go back to school late August so like it's May and I'm thinking in August I'm gonna feel better (laughs) and that's just it's not realistic I'm just chatting it out with you right now I need to find ways to feel relief and to feel like I have some management like I have a little bit of space to rest to feel creative to dig in and fulfill at least at baseline my roles and responsibilities or put some of them down so that I'm not just enduring so that I'm enjoying these next few months I'll get back to you next week about how I'm handling that (laughs) right now I need to turn off the recording so I can go write a paper and then go home and prepare for my husband's birthday tomorrow satisfying making decisions feeling grateful. I know what to do. I'm going to do it. I'm going to create some space for myself to to not only get these things done, but also be okay with everything that stays undone during this season. Be okay with the way things are right now. It's not ideal, and it, it probably won't ever be completely ideal. I mean, that's perfectionism, right? Talking, saying, As soon as this or that or the other is done, then everything will be fine. There's always something to be grateful for, and there's always something within my control. So those are the things that I'm aiming for right now. I'll share the link to Barry Schwartz's book, if you're interested in it, in the show notes this week. I'm also grateful to the research that I've learned this year in school to know that sometimes suffering is good. Sometimes chosen suffering makes us stronger, makes us better, helps us learn helps us feel more deeply, gives us insight that otherwise we wouldn't be capable of. Along with all of the hard things that I'm feeling, I also do feel deeply, deeply grateful for this experience. And like I'm a different person than I was this time last year. So there's something to be said for that as well. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. 
Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.